Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. And between the years 1990 and 2000, I did hundreds of interviews with musicians for the Irish Times in a slot that was originally called the Joe Jackson Interview. When Paddy Woodworth, the newspaper's arts editor, launched its now legendary sound and vision double page spread. The name above the title idea was his. And I once said to Paddy, why me, Lord? I was joking, though editors do like to be addressed that way. Paddy explained that he chose me primarily because we both believe that the arts should be central to political debate rather than relegated to the sidelines and that as such, popular music, as an outgrowth of popular culture, could and should be explored from a socio-political perspective. And we agreed that space should not be given to musicians whose primary aim was to sell, say, a gig or a CD, though that is too often the norm in newspapers and magazines. They had to have a good and maybe even illuminating story to tell. Either way, that slot, which if only because it was a three-quarter page spread in the Irish Times, became much sought after, and it could help sell out a gig, or so Tony Bennett once told me. And that to me was the added bonus, especially as someone who became an interviewer to meet my music heroes. I now had access to virtually any musician I wanted to interview, including longtime heroes such as Bennett, Ray Charles and Joni Mitchell. And even if all I got was a phone interview, something I usually rejected because it didn't lend itself to in-depth discussion, I was happy to say, you bet. What follows is one of my Irish Times interviews. Enjoy. Can I speak to Lloyd or Tom, please? Yeah, this is Tom. Hello, Tom. Joe Jackson here. Hi. Yeah, we met before. Do you remember? I interviewed you for an Irish rock mag twice. Right. I remember it well. Okay, I asked you some tough uh, uh, interrogative questions. Yeah. Okay? (laughs) So uh, it's the same no-bullshit questions here. I tell you, I've now taken over a weekly slot in the Irish Times, okay? Oh, yeah. So it's kind of three-quarters of a page to the biggest readership in the country. But it is a kind of, we've got a new audience, so some of the questions I'm going to have to either repeat or maybe take some of the quotes from before. Okay. So anyway, so you're not going to remember the things I asked you then. (laughs) <laughs> okay, you're coming straight in to uh, follow James Brown, who was here last Saturday. Oh, yeah? And he disappointed a lot of audiences because his kind of rock cabaret show almost had more to do with a band than it had to do with a singer. Right. I mean, your show won't be fashioned that way, and has it changed since we last saw you? Um, well, it's, it's, uh, it's changed in... Uh, <clears throat> I'm going to use a British band. Right. The band that I used on the TV sure. shows, uh, we realized that that um, they, you know they're a very good band, they're excellent, that we work well together. Right? Why so, though? Why? What's so good about them? It, just, it clicked. You know, we just clicked. It was one of those things that um, uh, when I was suggesting things, they they were getting the idea. You know what I mean? They, yeah. I didn't. I didn't have to sort of uh, go nuts trying to explain. Right. What we needed, they, they would, it, would, it clicked very easily. Right, right, so, right. Um, you know, so well, I first met them when I started doing some um, uh, TV shows. I did, uh, uh, let me see, the first time I worked with, with a bunch of them there was in Wembley when I did um, the Simple Truth concert. Right. It was a, you know, the, for the Kurds. It was yeah, right. Refugee thing. Yeah. So they were there then, because they're basically the same band that Pink Floyd uses. All right. The drummer especially. Jesus, you're really getting into rock now, eh? Well, you know, <laughs> so they, 
<laughs> so we're not going to have 25 minute drum solos, are we? <laughs> so when I, when I did this um, Simple Truth thing, you know, right. I thought how good the drummer was then. Okay. And then um, then I did another one again then from um, Nottingham, which was last year, just before Christmas last year, was for, um, uh, what the hell was it for? It was for Tom Jones. <laughs> it was a charity thing then that we did. But anyway, but it's a long way from the... Although you always had your own kind of rhythm section, even in the Vegas shows, didn't you? Yeah. You kind of worked with a strong rock... It was always your own rock and roll bass, no matter what was added on top of that. Exactly. Right. So I was, you know, up to now, I've been using an American band. Right. Young guys, the ones that I that I was in Ireland with last year. Sure, sure. And um, they're good, you know, they, but they, they're a West Coast band. If All right, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I noticed a shift in emphasis between the two last shows. Like, uh, I know, and also you were trying to, we joked about it the last time, shift the focus from down around the waist to up to the neck. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, somebody said to me at the time, that sounds great, but I mean, his voice is as sexy as anything that's happening down below his waist. Right. So you can't really make the division, can you? Well, no, but that, that's, you know, the, the, the thing was at the beginning, I thought it was all one, you know what I mean? It was, um, uh, the showmanship was just there to push the voice across. Right. You know, that was the original idea, but the bloody, you know, as the years went on... Showmanship took over. Yeah, the knicker throwing got to where... Uh, like I was being reviewed and how many pairs of underwear was thrown up there. Oh, well, I know, sure. I remember the last gig where you were talking about Van Morrison and the knickers flew at the very wrong moment. And I just yeah. felt, this has fucked it up. Yeah. You know? So so it was that thing. But yeah. but but you have been revamping the overall image between the TV show, between the look of the clothes you're wearing, the recordings you were doing with Van and that. I mean, there is yeah. a concerted effort to totally turn your previous image on its head, isn't there? Um, well, as I'm saying, not, not completely. I wouldn't All say right. Okay. I wanted to sort of uh, start from scratch and, and not have anything to do with what I've done before. Right, okay. It's okay. not that, it's just, it's to emphasize, it's to push across that, um, you know, I want to be taken seriously as a singer. Okay, did you see the commitments? I haven't seen it yet, no. All right, well, that's, that's the end of that question. Yeah, All right. I want to see it. I mean, I'm, I, I keep wanting to see it, but I just haven't had the opportunity to see it yet. Well, that's very much about what kind of soul music meant to Northside Dublin working class right. kids. Yeah, you know, and that's why James Brown came on was was very big here last Saturday. Even though it was a bad, people thought it was a bad show. He got a huge audience because there's a rediscovery of that kind of music. And I've always, even before it became fashionable, placed you back there with that kind of rock and soul Solomon right. Burke root. Right. I mean, do you ever, you know the way you, I, I, you can see Solomon Burke and people like that and yeah. they get attention for the singing at this point rather than anything else. Like James Brown doesn't even have to do a sexy act. I mean, they're just seen as, as, as massive vocalists. Right. I mean, do you ever get angry at that? Really wish you, you could be that, accepted on, solely on that level? Um, well, I, I can't really be because I, I, I haven't only been that, you know, I haven't right. been. You know, Solomon Burke is Solomon Burke and James Brown is James Brown. They've done that kind of music all the time. Right, right, They're right. upon like that. But with me, see, the problem that I've had is that um, I've done so many, you know, I've done a mixture of material. Right. Always have done. Sure, yeah, so yeah. It's always hard to place me, you know, that people look Right, right. You know, he's done a rock and roll singer, he's done a rhythm and blues singer, he's done a... You know, country. Yeah, and he's not a country singer, you know. Yeah, but I'm a, yeah. Basically, I'm a pop singer. 
Do you know the way when you listen to Solomon Burke talk about music, right? They, he particularly talks about, and I talked recently to Sam Phillips about the new album's box set, and he corrected me when he, he was just saying that too many people think of rock music as, as sex, that it's just uh, the rhythms of rock or the rhythms of sex replicated on stage. Right. But people like Solomon Burke and that say it also has a lot to do with, with spirit, yeah. that apart from just aiming for the great orgasm, you're aiming for something more, something more yeah. transcendent. I mean, do you... Do you is that part of it for you? I mean, you're yeah. not really religious in that way, are you? No, not... Can I just put you on hold for one second? Sure. And I'll be going... I'll go in another room. All right. Okay. So another room, but this... Now I can't, but this phone, see? All right. I was going to put you on hold and then go into the other room. So are they all sitting around you? No, they're not, now. You dropped them out the window? Yeah. <laughs> they're on the boardwalk now. Okay. City. No, they got into the other room. All right. Yeah, we're in sort of a, an office area, you know, where there's... All right. A breakfast Oh, sure, right, okay. And, uh, and that was it, but uh, I was going to switch then to the, to the other four, I was going to go in the sitting room. All right, okay. Right. I couldn't do it, so I've sent them in there. All right, okay. Okay, so that question about people saying that, or some, some people might say that your show was, was rooted more in the sex than in the spirit, that you weren't aiming for anything more than kind of the, the you know, the sexual element. The whole thing, no, not only for the sexual element. You see, it all depends what kind of song that I'm singing. Right. You know, if I'm singing um, a gospel song, for instance. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what I'm. I get into the into the into the song. Right. Or if I'm doing the green green grass of home. You know, I'm I'm into that song. I'm into that feeling. So there's there's no. Um, but then again, if I'm going to sing um, Great Balls of Fire or or She's a Lady or right. what's new Pussycat that's got a you know, it's got a sort of a sexual thing to it. Right, but what about the spirituality in Tom Jones's life? I know we talked about this with Van Morrison. He very much seeks something like that. Do yeah. you? You don't, do you? I mean, you... No, no because, right. I, because I... I, um, I'm not searching for it. I, I feel I have it. Right, right. You know, I, I am a, um, a spiritual person, really. Right. You know, I mean, I am a Christian, and I do... I, I'm not a churchgoer. Right, right. But I do believe in God, and I believe that you should, um, you know, you should be honest with yourself, and you should try and live as best you can. Right, right. I, I have values. Sure, sure. You know, you know, so what are the, how much of them are, I, I heard the album, A Thousand Voices, yeah. which I was very happy to hear. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, how did that, how did that feel to you, you know, to come, I heard the roar of applause when you walked out onto stage. I mean, I mean that, yeah. your, your values are very much based in a Welsh background. Yes. Are they not? Right, right. I am Welsh, and I mean that's 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 where I come from, and, I, and I'm very pleased to be uh, to be Welsh, to, to have come from that kind of community. Right. Because I feel that's what's given me strength. And what, isn't that community very like the Irish, like yes. family-based? Yes, definitely. Right. It's very right. similar. When I'm in Ireland, um, it's the same kind of feeling. The only difference is the accent. That's that's about all. Right. There's also the, the sense of humour is very similar as well. A bit off the wall. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think also there's a kind of uh, melancholic strain at the soul and heart of Celtic people, be they Wales, Irish, that we all seem to just have that little darkness deep down inside. Well, I, I think so. There, there is definitely, I mean, it's, it's definitely not English. Right, right. I know that. It's, it's, um, it's, it's when, I, when I first went from Cardiff to London, Right. You know, it was, it was, a, it was um, a big move for me. Sure, sure. You know, as I've said before, when, when uh, people 
said, well, what are the lads think, you know, in Wales that you've gone yeah. to America? I said, they thought I left when I went to London. Sure, sure. Which I, which I did. Is there anything, well then, I mean, where are you now based? Still in L.A.? Yeah, I still have a, you know, I have a green card. I'm still a right. American resident, but I'm a British subject. I still have my British passport. Is, is there ever a moment when, like we'd say, I talk to Richard Harris, who lives in the Bahamas, where he says, you know, the ache will rise very strongly in him to reroute himself back on the old soil? Well, that's why I bought a house. I got a house now in, uh, in oh. South Wales. Right. You know, that, I, that I've had for uh, three years, I think. Now. Okay, so you spent some time there. Yeah. All right. I'll be there now uh, Monday. I'll leave here uh, Sunday night uh, from Atlantic City, and I'm going to go into Wales straight away. Right, right. start a rehearsal on Wednesday in London, but I, at least I'll have, like, two days there. Right. How did it feel singing stuff like Land of Our Fathers? I don't know, that's the English translation, I think. Right. I mean, does that yeah. stuff mean... Yeah? Well, it, it was... I felt um, that I wasn't in complete control. You know, when, when I oh, do right. my, my own show... Right, right. It's what I do. You know, you go and you do it. Okay. You have your own band and you have your own lights and you have your own... You know, you're self-contained and that's it. Right, right, right. So, but it, when I was there, there was a... It felt like there was, it was, a, there was a bigger power than me. You know what I mean? There was, there was more <laughs> going on than... Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Your ego can't accommodate being part of a chorus again? Well, no, 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 it couldn't. It just that I felt I didn't feel... Um, you know, I just felt part of something. Oh, right. You know, I wasn't in control. I wasn't the... The one, you know, there, there were there were seven thousand voices there, sure. you know. <laughs> and they were all great. Yeah. <laughs> okay, it we can be very humbling if you like. Well, wasn't that good for you, Tom? It was good. For me. <laughs> it really was good for me. Right. I was glad to be a part of it, and it really, sure. I mean, but it was completely different. I felt like a little boy again, you know. I felt like, right. um, you know, being in school and singing for the teacher. Are you were waiting for him to hit you with a ruler? Yeah, I was, and I looked at it because I, I looked at it. <laughs> I wasn't aware of it, but when I saw it on, on the tally afterwards, right. I was looking at the conductor very sheepishly. All right. <laughs> I looked at it in the corner of my eye, and I thought, Jesus Christ, I mean, it, it really looks like I'm. You know, okay, so is that all right? <laughs> I'll bring you in an apple tomorrow. Very good. Now, that sounds like a good experience. It was. It was great, really. But you, we did talk very seriously at one point, maybe it was three years ago, about how you, you didn't want, as much as your love for Wales is true to your heart and soul, you didn't want to be described as a Welsh, a Welsh nationalist. You still no, feel that. Right, right. Not a separatist. You know, not a separatist. I think that's the, the, the word. I, I don't think that it can work. Right, right. To be um, independent. I, uh, funny enough, I just read a book about Owen Glendour. How do I spell that? O-W-E-N? Yeah, I'll get the spell. i got the book here if you want to spell it, because there's English spelling and the Welsh spelling. All right, I'd rather have the Welsh. All right, let me just get the book. Just all right, all right. Okay. All right. The, the, um, the Welsh spelling is O-W-A-I-N. Right. That's O-W-A-I-N. All right. Right. And Gundur is G-L-Y-N-D-W-R. Okay, all right. And the book is? It's, it's called Owen Gundur. All right. That's capital J and capital E and L-Y-O-O-D? Yeah, double L. Double L, O-Y-D, all right. Okay, and it is? Yeah, it's all England. It's about what do you... Uh, it was the last uprising in Wales. Right. Uh, against the English, when it was like 14. Okay. Uh, it lasted for about eight years, I think. Right, right, 1400 right. 1400 to 1408, and that was the last time they tried for independence. Okay, okay. 
So what did that re reconvince you of your of your position that that, that just can't they can't work, operate separately? Well, because the first thing is um, geographically, Wales is like stuck right on the side of of, uh, of England. Right. You know what I mean? And, and the, the struggles that they had in those days it goes into the Irish situation at right. that time and right. the Scottish situation. But they because of the geographic uh, location, it was easier for the Scots to to hold the English off. All oh, right. And the same thing for the Irish, you see, because of the Irish Sea, of course. Right, 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 so, right. But the, but the Welsh, it was very difficult for them because the border is so long. Right. You know, from north to south, it's it's a, it's it's almost impossible to try and to try oh, and hold right. it. But the, but then again, the same thing was happening when Owen England Duo was going into England and, and creating havoc there. Right. So when when you sit down and talk with Welsh friends, like at the time of doing that concert and that, do you get into fights with them over your different positions? Um, like, I mean, healthy, healthy arguments. Oh, yeah, yeah. But that's the trouble with the Welsh sometimes. You see, you can't have... <laughs> <laughs> huh. It's just difficult to have a, an health, a, a healthy argument without actually getting physical. <laughs> it's not. You can't do that. What? You can't do that. No, I can't. That's what I'm saying. So sometimes <laughs> I have to sort of... I have to... <laughs> not anymore. You know, i got to be careful. But it's... <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I tell you, people were very impressed when you and I first spoke about this in Hot Press because, you know, they had the image of you that I think it goes back to those lies that that Gort, no, what was the guy that Chris Hutchins maybe put out about you not able to read or talk and being being dumb, basically. Remember yeah. all that stuff? And people were just delighted or astounded that you and I were talking, talking about things like Welsh separatism or nationalism. Yeah. So, I mean, I think in an Irish Times context, it's just as good for us to do that. Did you get any, would you have got any flack? Because remember at one point you said in that interview that I am British and you believed in fighting for your country, which was a, a follow-on of your comment from the 60s. And you said if asked to, you would have gone to Northern Ireland to fight. Um, oh, <laughs> you know, that's, a, <laughs> that's a touchy situation there. Right. But um, I think it's not so much going to Northern Ireland to fight. Right. It's, it's keeping the peace. Right. Sure, so right. That, you know, that, that would be the... Um, the objective. Yeah. Right, To right. try and straighten it out. I mean, not, not to... Um, it's, it's a delicate... I know what the, what the situation... I mean, I don't know completely how we'd, you know, we'd be able to solve it. I'm sure that sure, sure. Irish people don't really know exactly how to, to do it. You know what I mean? Right. Or it would be done. But it's... I mean, if, if I was called upon, if I was in the British Army and I, and I was called to do it, I would have done it. Right, right, right. But you were saying that in microcosm, you and your wife are Protestant and Catholic, so yeah. you, you, you do have a kind of uh, elemental understanding of the collisions that could be there that, that aren't there in your situation. That's right. You know? And it's, and it's not there in Wales. You see, there was a Catholic church. I don't know whether I told you this before, but in, no. in the street that I grew up, well, not grew up in, but when I, when I first got married, I was married at 16. Yeah. And then I went to live um, with my wife's uh, parents in a street that uh, there was a Catholic school, right? Right. In this one street that she used to go to, my wife. And then right next door to that is a Jewish synagogue. Right. Right, and about 20 doors down, that's about all, was a Baptist chapel. Right. Right, and it's all in this one little street. Okay. And they never had any problems. All right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Now, kids would fight sometimes school to school like I went to a Protestant school and had to walk um, I lived closer to the Catholic school than I did the Protestant school right so every day I had to sort of pick 
you know, there was three ways to go. Right. So there were three streets to, to, to go. And nine times out of ten, I picked the wrong one, but it was because, um, and then the Catholic kids would be coming, a lot of them would be living closer to the Protestant school. Right, okay. So pass one another, but, you know, looking back on it, I realized that it was school to school. It wasn't anything really to do with these kids were Catholic and I was Protestant. Right, and you don't feel any kind of, truthfully, any kind of prejudice against race, do you? You know, because one hears of, of Elvis saying things against Catholics. I was just back from Memphis, and you know that yeah. privately he had private views against Jews, against Catholics, maybe. That's you, right. You don't harbor those those no. prejudices, do you? Definitely not. I mean, if um, with my wife being Catholic, there was no there was no problem for me. Right, thank right. God there wasn't a problem for her. Sure, 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 you sure. Know, there wasn't. We didn't see it. There was no such thing. Now, the church tried to make something out of it. All right. All right. You know, and I said, uh, no, I don't think so. You're living in sin after you married? Well, I didn't marry in the Catholic Church. Oh, right, I see, yeah, yeah. So yeah. as far as he was concerned, we weren't married. All right, right. And that, I think, was, was putting her off. It was, sure. She was being forced into into something. And, and I said, look, you know, if you really want me to, I'll, I'll marry you again, you know, in the Catholic Church, if that's what you want. But they must have also given you flak tone because she was pregnant. Oh, definitely. Yeah? Like it wasn't so much that, though. Wasn't it? Wasn't it? Mark raised us? We didn't send him either. He's a Christian and that's all. All right, right. He took religious instructions in school, but he didn't, he didn't go to either church. Okay, okay. And because, he's, of, because of that. Because of the tension between... Yeah, I didn't, want, you know, I didn't want him in a situation where... He's torn. Yes. Right, right, right. So he right. just took it in school and that was it. And he, you know, and that, so there was no problem there. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. And if you want to read the article that came out of that chat you just heard, check my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com Also, if you'd like to be notified of shows that focus on hundreds more interviews like the one you just heard, why not subscribe to the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast? Either way, thank you for listening.